Hey guys, welcome to Inbound After Hours episode one. Today we have our uh, wonderful team with us. We have uh, Ricky, we have Andrew, we have Paul, and we have James over looking after our cameras. <laughs> How are you doing guys, you okay? Yeah, yeah good. Good. feeling good? Yeah. Long day? That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, now we've got a beer. Okay then, let's, um, let's go straight and talk industry news. Um, Ricky, do you want to start us off? Yeah, well, um, last night in bed, uh, watching videos as always on Facebook, um, one of the ones that really jumped out to me was a Gary Vee video. Uh, he proclaimed that by 2019, 80% of content we consume online will be in video or audio format, unwritten formats, if you like. Um, I thought that was a really apt start with what we've got to talk about today and also just a really interesting topic has got me thinking so I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Don't bother blogging then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was my takeaway, but ignore today's topic everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just no, I, I think you're right Ricky, I mean um, as you know we, we come back from inbound in November and the entire three, four days was, was video content. Yeah, um, yeah, Every, everyone said. Yeah. Do video. Do video. But we can um, we can repurpose through transcripting or writing a blog about the video. As you know, yeah. Google, you guys are professionals, you'll tell better than me, Google can't actually read the SEO video, is that correct? Or? Yeah, no, they can't read video files, um, get, get the gist of what it's talking about and then show that up to a user in search. They rely on metadata, so title tags, descriptions, um, actual tags, um, a bit like SEO was <laughs> 10 years ago really. So having, when we're specifically talking about blogging, which we're going to with relation to video, I think when you put it up, it's important to back it up if you want to show in your results in the search rather than YouTube, back it up with the, the written blog behind it where people can go into to more depth, really, that you couldn't do in a video. You want to show things step-by-step -step lists. Well, the thing is, as well, people do want to read still, don't they? Yeah, I know I do. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, looking at some videos, you, you've got... You have to f f flick around and dive into bits of the video to see if it's what you want to watch. Whereas if it's written, you can skim it quickly and then see if you want to dive in and read it properly, can't you? So yeah. I think there's still a place for both. I mean, we've done your inbound answered and done a written version yeah. of what you've said underneath. Which is a so bit that talks about different bits and deeper dives. And that's what Oz do with all their videos, isn't yeah, it? Because they know transcribed. that's the SEO benefit of you know, 30 minutes of video is a lot of text, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my key takeaway is we're, going, we're obviously going through a huge change in media at the moment. Uh, I won't be the only person consuming videos in bed at night. Most people, probably in our industry, will be doing things like that. If you, watch, if you look at people walking down the street, people sat in bars and restaurants, most people watching or looking at something visual, we're in that step change away from written content, which was... <clears throat> which was the big step up and the big win 10 years ago, people moving into written content, even five years ago, you were, you were ahead of everybody, now you're not. And the technology's picking up as well, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's so easy to do. Um, and I think, you know, the, the written aspect has been that organic ranking and that whole thing, and now video is sort of intersecting that and with social media and stuff, that is that quick win, isn't it, of getting that out of the reach on social through video, Facebook, that's all your news feeds filled with nowadays isn't it it's just video imagery um, so it's sort of you still need the text below but that's the quick win I think the, the other point is the the way people are discovering and finding content's changing to, to adapt to the media so written content works extremely well for SEO it works for people searching on Google but 
people, a lot of people today aren't, that's why they're not starting the journeys there anymore. Mm. A lot of people are starting on YouTube, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram. Second biggest yeah, search engines. Exactly. And of course people are, because these are the primary mediums for people now, you've got to be on video to be on these mm. channels or to do particularly well on Because it's, it's as easy to watch a 10 minute video on your phone in 1080p as it is to search for an article on your phone in mm. on your screen, whereas five years ago that wasn't the case. No. You had to pay loads data charges or whatever, now it is just as easy, so that it's obvious that we're, we're lazy, we're a lazy race, you know, you're going to go for that ease yeah. and the quick answer, which is video. That's but I think for marketers, <coughs> particularly people like us, the guys listening, it's it's just a stats are giving me a good kick up the ass to make sure I get on and do these things, to make sure I'm not left behind yeah. and investing the time now in things like what we're doing here, video strategies, audio strategies, they're going to get you ahead in the long game and just being aware that that change is coming and preparing for it. It still works for written content, though, isn't it? I know I <laughs> You're a writer. Like, if you're looking, say, for instructions or like a cooking recipe, mm. every cooking programme on telly will send you to the website where you can read the written recipe. Plus you want that there yeah. next year as a reference point. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, if, if Ricky came in tomorrow and said, we're not blogging anymore, oh, we're gosh. just doing videos yeah. every week, that's the, when you click on blog on our website, it's just going to be videos. Wouldn't I wouldn't be confident we're going to get that same amount of leads and interaction yeah, yeah. through. We, we wouldn't, we just wouldn't, but it's that adding it into the mix, isn't it? It's a blended strategy. Yeah, you've, got a, you've got a healthy written strategy with your downloads, your workflows, your inbound uh, essentials. Video is now coming in as that differentiator and the, the attention grabber early yeah. on. It doesn't have to be a big video, 30 seconds, and that could bring someone to a page, to a blog. They might end up then downloading the ebook and doing all the normal stuff, but it is bringing people in at that first point and, and sort of standing out is, is where video helps. So, what you're saying for kind of busy marketers is keep writing and do the video, do, yeah. 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 do the yeah. audio, do, just do everything, yeah. do more, and it's really easy. And just yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But there's a middle ground as well. And I agree with everything you're saying, and, and I'm one of them people who watch videos in bed. I watch Gary Vee in bed, similar to you. I'm, I'm a geek like yourself, Ricky. and I also think that middle ground of audio, such as the podcast, we're yeah. listening to now, so you get your content and your video, and I do a hell of a lot of driving to visit clients, and yeah. I'm always listening to audio books, always. Yeah. Yeah. It's the beauty, isn't it, of recording something like this, yeah. you know, we're going to do it, we'll yeah. have it out there as an audio for commuters or whatever, you know, I commute for six years yeah. in previous roles, and I listen to that much, yeah. you know, music, podcasts, everything, and it's just probably... You do get fed up with listening to music, or fed up with listening to the radio. Yeah, it's... it's it's, it's strange, like your brain takes, you know, audio goes in sometimes a lot easier than reading and yeah. um, there's definitely a massive market where podcasts are absolutely huge nowadays, aren't they? And that sort of grey market of people having videos on the background, not actually watching or listening. Yeah. Like the audio side I don't think can be underestimated really, yeah, really. Uh, jumping straight from written to video, there's, mm. there's that middle ground as you say in the audio. And you're right though. Today's topic is on blogging, it is on writing. We will be doing episodes on video mm -hmm. and more on audio. Yeah. Today, let, let's start with um, let's start with content. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, blogging. So we've had loads of questions and um, we tried to filter these out into four sections. Hopefully you guys can help me answer some of these. So let's talk frequency. 
In fact, no, no, let's talk length. Okay. Right, so... Love talking this about is, This is the most... <laughs> <laughs> <favorite> subject. <laughs> let's talk length. How long should blogs be? So this is our most asked question. How long should they be? Long enough. Long enough. Yeah. Answer the question. And then the right amount should be natural to answer the searcher's query. That's, that's the in a nutshell. In an ideal world, yeah. And you should just be able to answer the question. That should be good enough for your strategy. I think if your strategy is SEO reliant, as, which is my background, length actually matters. And even though it feels like you're... I think if you feel like you're fluffing out the subject, you're doing it wrong. I think the way to think about it is if, you've, if you're trying to answer the question answer all of the queries the user might have around that question in the same piece to make it longer and more attractive to Google. So ultimately what they want is the user to type in a query, them to go to a link and them to be satisfied that they've got the answer there. What's a negative to signal to them is someone poker sticking. So going in, clicking a link, that's not answered it going out, that's not answered it going out, that's not answered it going out. But say no, they've, they've got a bad search there, they've, they've put up the wrong results. Um, so length matters when it comes to SEO. Sorry, threw me to comment there. Length when it comes to, uh, it comes to SEO. The quality as well as where I was going. Yeah, that's where well, I'm coming exactly. from. It's, it's that, unfortunately, there isn't, like, it, there isn't an easy, like, cheaty way of it. Like, a longer post, it has to be high quality because you've written more useful stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you, you need to aim. You can push yourself to a thousand words, but the one that's 2,000 but is actually better because it's got more answers in it than Google. Oh, they know what they're talking about and they're going to rank that higher. Interest, I don't know what you think about things like rich snippets and answer boxes where we, we know there is bits of formatting and things you can do that are going to get you in there. Whether you've got you've all got eight hundred word blogs, the first ten on the certain page one might have, it, but if you do tweak it, and you might have a, a bit of a shorter one than it ain't in. They do, they do get in that yeah. answer box because the answer is quicker. So when we've got like a mid-domain authority, average domain authority for a website our size, whatever, on the website on the blog I'm thinking of that's got in the answer box, it's answered it very quickly in short in short amount of words. Yeah, it has gone in the answer box. It has to fit in, and then yeah. yeah. And we've done the tricks, like you say, a number of this, blah, blah, blah. And then underneath that, we've got a deep dive answer. Yeah. I don't think it's any like coincidence. No, it's not. 1,200 words in the full blog. It can be answered in 50. Because I think Google's got... Yeah, yeah. Google's looked deep dive. Yeah. on page. It's gone <coughs> right. It's, it, when it, before it was that rich snippet, it's looking at its page one answers first, which are the 1,200 worders. Mm. So it's going of those long ones, which one answers it quickest, right? Mm. I'll bang that at the top. So I think you need to just you need to have it long enough to even be in the running for yeah, the, exactly. the other extra stuff. Some of these stages then, doesn't it? Yeah. I know we've moved a little bit onto SEO, but the lines between SEO and user experience have completely blurred. And, and this is another case of that. What they're looking for is a blog that's laid out for how readers want to consume content today. So they want the answer quickly. They want the list formatted, they want the blog properly formatted because most people don't actually read blogs, they mm. skim read them, so they need to be formatted and put in, laid out in a proper way. And I, and I think that's that's how, if you do that, you're, you're ticking every box, you give them the answer, you've laid out in a way which works for them, you've got the length and deep dive for those who want it on specific topics, and, and I think that's what works, but tying it back to the answer, the longer the better, look at our blogs. We average 1,500 words. Our top blogs are all 3K words plus. 
Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the answer. That's 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 the answer. Yeah. No, it's quality formatted yeah. stuff yeah. as well. That's that's the answer. I guess the listeners want to hear, Ricky. So, um, okay, good. Let's talk about frequency then. Hmm. How many times should we be blogging? Is it daily, twice a day, three times a day, once a month? So, uh, <laughs> right, where to start? Yeah, it, I think you've got to look at it with. What, what resources do you have available? It's great to say, if we could all blog 10 times a day, I'm sure we would do. If it was easy and we could click our fingers, that'd be awesome. We can't, so you've got to look internally. Who, who's available to write? How can we answer people's pain points and questions and get the most bang for our book from this blogging thing we're doing? Ideally, you're blogging every week at a minimum. Um, definitely. I think that's the minimum entry point now for it. Yeah. And is <clears throat> and once a week. And that's that's compound SEO every six months before you start to rank. You need that. Yeah. Social media. You need something to share. Yeah. Sharing third party news every day is not going to cut it. Um, becoming a thought leader. People will won't. You know they need to pick up your name. You need to be regularly commenting on things. And yeah, going back to SEO. You know, minimum I'd say twice a week. As a starting point, if you're gonna bother, yeah. I'd do it twice a week, and then work your way up from there based on who's available to write. If you can blog every day, you're gonna quickly uh, okay. overtake people in your industry. And that's okay. The market's catching up. A couple of years ago, three, four, five years ago, you could have blogged once a week, probably once a month, comfortably, and being the thought leader in your industry. Now everybody's doing it. Everyone's trying to do it. Um, you've, you've got to you've got to cancel out that noise. Um, so freak, that's why frequency is more important. Um, and and again, going back to data, more more is better. But Andrew's obviously caveat that with a sensible point of more is better, but with the resources you have available. We come assist, we did that experiment, didn't we? One block a day for yeah. a month, seven blocks a week for a month. We ended up getting twice as many. We got twice as many customers, 50% more views. It was a huge success for us. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was a great learning for us and something we carried on through because the results are so good. But, but yeah, I, th- I think um, it's just don't worry if you don't think your industry's right for blogging, you don't think anyone else is doing it because ignore that because we know everyone's searching. Everybody's looking for answers, so if you can carry on writing, you're gonna you're gonna quickly take over. We'll link to it in the show notes, but there's there's a lot of big studies by companies like Moz and HubSpot, which which show what frequency does. They're a little bit out of context with real companies like us, and most of the people watching where a slow day for them is eleven blogs a day, a high day for them is thirty. So they're out of context, but what they show is the frequency matters and frequency brings results. Which is why we did the test polls alluding to. We wanted to see how does that work and does that scale for real businesses, and it does. And again, we'll put that we'll put that in the show notes as well. And then Andrew mentioned resources. It took when we did it, we had two writers, two full time writers. Yeah. And probably one point five writers working on that task. Yeah. We used up an inline campaigns worth of content. Definitely. And detracted attention from yeah. from other work. And the so way it, it, it probably was too much, wasn't it, for to do forever. Yeah. Um, but it did bring the results. So then you've got to balance that. Is it worth it actually? Yeah. Because we, if I remember rightly, we did some practice. kind of a schedule guide. Is that right? So the schedule Social guide media. is for publishing. Publishing. So, yeah. um, what we do is on the um, 
on the day we write a piece and we publish it, uh, we publish it live on all of our social media accounts, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google Plus, we still do for some reason, but it's actually, it's it actually works. It works. works. Which works. Are, I don't know who's on there, but they're, they're coming to us. <laughs> um, but maybe we're the only ones still posting there, so we've just got this huge sort of market share. Um, and then we'll republish out again on, on the networks, depending on what's an acceptable frequency, so Twitter more often, LinkedIn less often. Um, and that, that works for, for bringing traffic into those blocks. When we're pumping out 30 a day in that test, that was a lot of social noise. And not 30 a day, 30 a month. <laughs> uh, did, no, yeah. 30 a day would be a lot of social let, let noise. Let that one ride out, yeah. 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 No. Um, th- there was a lot of social noise there, which, which was good. It, it got our social media stats up. It was driving more visitors and more traffic as well. Watch the HubSpot video from last week, the social media. Uh, lady at HubSpot did a com- video conference. Okay. And she was talking about um, social frequency at one point and she was saying attention spans on short on social are even shorter than yeah. you can imagine mm. so in a way don't be afraid of posting that little bit more but what interestingly she did still go to the same guidelines that we follow off yeah. co-schedule on Facebook LinkedIn yeah. which was about once a day yeah someone asked the question of once a day on Facebook is that enough for a business or should you do any more and she said, like, she skirted around it and gave a bit of a dip- diplomatic, an- diplomatic answer. But basically, yeah, once a day on Facebook and just go for it on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a numbers game, Twitter, isn't it? Mm. Definitely. Okay, yeah, well, that, you kind of answered my next question, which is traffic, how to get people to your blog. Is there anything else we could be doing? We touched on a couple, haven't we? I mean, the, the, good, the interesting one that Andrew started talking about before was the rich snippets, wasn't it? Which has given us. Yeah, it's sort of like. SEO 2.0 over the last couple of years we've got these extra things that Google has given us to sort of look good on page one so organic is the obvious one but then there's this extra tier if you can um, format your page in a certain way Google will show that as a as a better answer it will put it above number one and it will often show an image and a bit more about that actual page Thing, the typical one is like a recipe. You always probably get a rich snippet for a recipe, like a cake or, or something. Like a page of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do. Um, and you may think, okay, well, then I'm giving that answer in five bullet points, you know, how to do this thing. No one's going to click through and they're going to get the answer in the search results. I think that's one of the big worries when they when Google release this. Yeah. Um, and we found the absolute opposite. Mm. People always click through, yeah. they get the, the answer, but they it's human nature they think they might have missed out on a bit of extra something or other I think people feel like <coughs> and you're there is, you want to say oh you know, you've got the egg one I'll check out well yeah I'll check it out like, what's more sort of authoritative than you being put up in this formatted Ooh. box by Google as like bang like it's just big badges in it <clears> like there you go you can't trust it anymore so you'll get all the traffic you know like you've got to get that. SEO in first though to get onto page one haven't you yeah, yeah you've got to be hovering above position five to even be considered haven't you yeah, yeah. and then you've got the, the little recipes for it that you mentioned but you, can, you, can, you can rank four or three and yeah. be in the rich snippet oh, as yeah. well which yeah. is quite good yeah. for, us, for something you know you're going to rank number one like a big news site so. and if you think about it there's very few things you can answer in that box mm. like and the, the common ones are like you say, recipes and stuff, but when most of the things that are in those uh, rich snippets are just normal answers. So, I mean, one way you've got in there is how much does AdWords cost? 
okay, we've written answer that's one sentence that says an average cost is 80p or whatever it is. Well, it's not anymore, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but there's actually a real, there's an actual proper answer behind that, that it, it depends on what your budget is, who you're targeting. So that doesn't actually answer the question. It's just give them an indication. They do add an ellipsis, don't they? Yeah. Um, like, the answer is this, dot, 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 and yeah. it just leads you to click yeah. go on that. You said, Andrew, what am I missing out on? So I'll click, that's a great traffic driver. Mm. I think a good 75% of questions people ask will need that deeper dive. The only people who won't be clicking through is, I don't know, when was George Washington born? And there's an answer, mm. and it's that, and that's the end of the story. I know, the, the question everyone's going to be actually asking who's watching this is like, well, how do I do that? It's all well <laughs> and good of saying it's great, yeah. but how on earth do I do it? And it just goes back to what we started this podcast with, which is quality, um, a bit of know-how. There's, we'll put some blogs in the uh, show notes of, of like yeah, how to that. do it. You know, yeah. we've, we've done guides on this, but don't rely on the technical bits too much because we've had things where the rich snippets, which we didn't uh, try to do that. We just obviously wrote a great blog. It answered the question naturally, and Google did the rest. So. Don't worry too much about being a marketing expert and knowing a bit of code and all this, that and the other. Just focus on, again, value, decent length, answering the question in a nice package and, and you will get some in there. It's when you watch any of the Google, like read the thing with Google or watch any of the video presentations to do, and they just say, don't they, whenever there's an update, look, everyone asks us, what's the secret, what's this? And just give the best quality content. Let Google do what it wants to do. <laughs> like Google's desperate to everyone just ride naturally and we all figure it out but as to SEOs a point, and marketers we try and cut corners and it, and it you, you can. But Google will always want you to just I think that's just been a huge red herring of the inbound industry as content is king. It's, I wish no one had ever said that because people just think I can buy a website, I can write a blog, I can do what I want. And if it's great, they'll find it because nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. If you've got domain authority one, which is yeah. what you start with when you buy a new website and you write the best blog on earth, unless you're the only one writing about that, or unless it's really niche and there's not even 10 people writing about it, so you're going to be ranked 10th anyway, nothing can be further from the truth. You need, you need good SEO, which, which can be basic and easy, and it's not a technical <coughs> thing. You, uh, need, you need a strategy. You can't just release great content. I wish we could. Content <laughs> is king in time, I'd yeah. say. You cannot, there's no quick wins. Uh, It'll yeah. be years if you don't put a strategy in any technical sort of input. Yeah. But you wrote, let's just say you wrote the best stuff ever. Yeah. You, you genuinely did. You're still gonna, it's going to take you a couple of years. Even if you wrote the best stuff ever and you didn't do any SEO, you didn't share it socially, no one ever heard about you, wouldn't rank. I think content is king, but once you've done your foundational yeah. work. It, yeah. content, content needs to be good and, but also do the SEO and it's, it's all <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, just do, do everything, everything and you'll do be more yeah. chuck a video on top mm. <laughs> what about that viral I know um, the blog we did on coffee what, what was that blog called do you remember uh, no one gives a shit how no. many cups of coffee agency yeah. drinks yeah. and do you, want to, do you want to explain to the viewers how that went and what it was about as a great so it's just a bit of an off-the-cuff one from that the I wrote really, uh, doing a lot of competitor research. I was, I was just seeing a stat all the time, like we drink 10 coffees a day through to 100,000 a day, or whatever they were. Um, and it, I think it had become so frequent that people had baked it into templates of websites. So you had this coffee stat thing you had to fill in. Yeah. And credit to the guy who did it first, because <laughs> it, it's a 
quirky thing. Mm. It's good to show personality. He just loved coffee. He, he loved coffee, yeah. and it, it's good for him to let people know. But it's when everybody Sleeping adopts now. it. I know, poor guy. <laughs> but everyone, everyone stole his idea and yeah. and and, um, and rolled it out. So I'd, I wrote a, a piece on inbound.org about this, which is a community for people doing inbound, and there's a lot of agencies on there. But I think writing in, in terms of why it went viral and why it got that many views and comments is because it was in the right place. Inbound.org is that community for that type of person. Like niche in the ground. Very niche, things, yeah, things. no, exactly. And it was emotive, like putting a swear word in there doesn't hurt a little bit, does it, these days? And people who are reading it will have done it and they've got a mm. comment on that. which Or so, seen it. Or seen it. it. And it, it, it is a genuine trend and I think other people will have noticed it. It did resonate as some of the people come across and you gave a few examples yeah. and you were just trying, you were putting it really. out on Facebook or generically out on search, you were yeah. putting it to a couple of thousand yeah. techie inbound marketers who they were just ready to mm. hear it and it's just like, and it was great. light switched on. Yeah, it was great because everyone's commenting and some people get offended. Yeah, and of some people <laughs> jokes. We were just like, like, what about yeah. the office plant or the office dog? And everyone started going to the about us. I think we had an office plant on our about us page and I removed it after. I mean, there was, was a woman saying, I'm going to take my dog off my website now and I just felt awful. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, Give it away. Yeah, don't do that just because I said that. And then it just fueled itself. And then yeah. people start commenting against oh, each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty just, when, when yeah. someone spots this has had a few yeah. hundred comments, and you automatically think that's worth reading and then yeah. commenting, and it, yeah. it just goes from there, doesn't it? I think got, got this mailed out as well, didn't it? Yeah, HubSpot, yeah. yeah. which, which again brings more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the key to all of that is know your persona, know yeah. your audience that you're writing to, because if you can genuinely resonate with people, there's nothing better, and, is it? And again, just very quickly, like not to forego the technical stuff we were just talking about, but if you're in a random industry, construction or whatever it is, the, the stuff that could go viral is the stuff that's going to come easiest to you to yeah. write about because it's the stuff you know and only you know or the people that are doing what you do know. So with blogging, sometimes you think, I need to bring in all these new people, these new customers who've never heard of me. And yes, you do do that, and that's what, why we blog, but... Topic-wise, just just think about the stuff that you're talking about in your office and the stuff that you're struggling with today, because that's the stuff that eventually someone's going to pick up organically or on social, and they're going to share it. That's the idea of this podcast, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're trying to talk about stuff that we know you're struggling with because we have done at one point. And customers are telling us that. Yeah, yeah. it's a question you get asked by customers, so just your niche is big enough just remember that you know that's why your company's been set up there's enough customers out there you don't have to try and get the people off the street no. just speak to the people in construction and you're, you're good to go no, exactly. there's, there's there's blogs and tips out there and the recipes of what makes a post go viral which I think are good to follow yeah. but you should never hope to go viral no, I think that's the most ridiculous thing yeah. you'll, you'll be let down but they're all just good things that make people read yeah. engage and share which yeah. all that's going to do is bring up your traffic it's an emotive title yeah. it it's resonates with people and then it's entertaining to read mm. either in a way that pisses you off because yeah. I do give a shit that was coffee yeah. 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 or I think yeah fucking hell they annoy me as well yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good it's a good point on blogging in general really yeah. um, that, that if you can do that you'll, you'll get success mm. okay so we've got the length yeah. we've got the frequency yeah. we've got the traffic we'll land on our blog What's the rules of converting? What's the best way to convert so we can get 
least get their email address. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there's... There's obviously a few ways. Hopefully, if you listen to the podcast, you know the basics. But if not, we abide by the sort of inbound methodology. We we use a lot of internal links in blogs. Um, CTAs is the big one. We create content that links to the articles we're writing. So we always want to answer the question, but then also have a next step. So if somebody's here searching for a solution to the problem, by and large, we want to be able to get them to that end point. And for us, that's us doing their marketing and helping them generate leads. But for other people, it could be purchasing a product or whatever that is. So the blog should be that first touch point and you should give them every opportunity to carry on on your website and move to that next bit, next phase. Next bit of their journey. Yeah. yeah. And so then the obvious one is, you know, a download, a guide or whatever it is, but it could be another blog um, or it could be a video. Um, you want really something where they're going to have to give a bit of something and get something slightly more premium than what they've just read. Yeah. So it's usually blog, you know, 800 words, whatever it is, you, I'll give you the three top ones, but then a guide that has 50 or 100 or like the full scope thing to really, because I have to give you my email and I'm not going to do that unless I'm going to get something way more than I got off mm. just social media. Yep. Um, so that's, that's really how we cover it. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the ideal scenario is that each blog would have its own natural next step and you'd, you'd have wrote a blog and then you write the content piece, which is the next step for that. That's a hell of a lot of work. If you're pumping out a blog a day, that's a content piece a day. Yeah. And that's where that's where the challenges fall with converting blogs. It's find that right balance between how, how many really relevant downloads can I create that will naturally fall on from the blogs. Uh, and a couple of strategies that that we've tried is, and, and I guess everyone starts this way, is when you do your very, very first content piece, it tends to be something quite top level and generic because it ties into every sort of blog loosely. Um, then what you can do is leave, leave that running for a bit of time and find out which blogs get traction. If they're getting hundreds of views, thousands of views, whatever's good for your industry, you can then go into that blog and make a, make a CTA and make a download for that blog because it deserves it. Because it's got enough traffic to take the best it. conversion, and that gives the best conversion rate. Um, obviously, the other part of the question is not just the relevancy of the offer; it's where the offer is. And we've we've tried a lot, haven't we? I mean, the standard one is get to the bottom of the blog. There's a CTA for the next step. That works well, well enough to get leads, and you're gonna you're gonna get varying conversion rates between like 0.1% and up to 9% if your offer's really relevant and great. But what you can do is test placements, and we've, we've done quite a bit of this recently. Yeah, so we've got one blog, the one we mentioned earlier, that went into an answer box yeah. that had the long answer underneath. Mm. We've then put a slim CTA yeah. to a relevant guide. Check that out, yeah, or carry on reading. Right at the start of the yeah. piece. And how Which, that do compared to the bottom one? I think if you post <laughs> it. <laughs> I think, like, if you, if you post, if you've written a blog that's 2,000 words, 3,000 words, most people aren't going to get through that. <laughs> they're not going to actually get to that CTA yeah. in theory. So mm. if they're scrolling the five scrolls on mobile, if they haven't seen a CTA at that point, they're going to go. Yeah. So you can afford the to, ones, they? When, they're, when they're really long, <clears throat> chuck a slim one in yeah. or, or a full one. Or, or you can write at the top. Natural text link as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah natural yeah, text link. Yeah, 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 surprising. What's your well. thoughts on the pop up CTAs then? I mean, um, Personally, mm. so I don't like them. No, I just say that like on, on, the, on websites, like I'm trying to get off and it stops. Maybe the pop up or a, the worst way is when when you land on a blog or a website and it goes 
bang, you sign up to my newsletter. Well, I don't yeah. know what you've written yet. Yeah. It might be crap, it might be good, so give me a chance. Like, I know we've tested it, yeah. and like, <laughs> we're having a go at placements. What we've done is very subtle, yeah. and it's like, it'll just come up in the context, I'm going to stop you going anywhere else. Stats say they work, though. Stats say they work, 100%, yeah, and there's reasons why publications like, yeah, no, ink and forms <laughs> and stuff, they are, they are crazy. Like. Forbes actually, oh, it's insane. Forbes, you actually get on, it starts counting down from 12 until you can read the blog. Like 12 seconds to read the blog because you want to watch That's an advert. That's when you, when you, you say a page load speed at five seconds is slow. slow. Yeah. Their traffic must be so high that they can afford That's it. That's fine. And their authority is that high, isn't it? That they rank for everything. You know it's yeah. going to be decent, it looks decent. Yeah. It's a good user experience when you wait those 12 seconds. And, and normally it's, you're not even waiting for a sign, you're waiting because you want to see there's an advert like a Jaguar or something. Like, mm. This is so annoying. But yeah, now I did buy a Jaguar though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got 60 grand off the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, ROI is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've got Paul's right, every start you read says pop ups work. We, yeah. we don't massively believe in it, it annoys us personally, which means. Mm. And our persona, the people we're targeting are similar to us, so we think we'd annoy them, so we don't use them. The one that we use is a very subtle pop-up from the right corner, which is not an overlay pop-up that pops up. Do you want more marketing tips in your inbox sign-up here? Gets us like a, I think it's about 0.2% sign-up rate on top of the current. It doesn't cannibalize current sign-up rates, so it's really worth it for us. Um, and the other one which works okay is the, the right sidebar. If you've got a right sidebar on your blog, having a CTA in there, those tend to be pretty generic. That's just ready there, isn't it? It's, it's already there. there. It's not a, an overlay or a pop-up. <coughs> Again, they tend to add that extra point something percent on, which doesn't cannibalize your other links and your, your, your other CTAs, so it's worth having. So think about multiple CTA placements. It's, it's just about your, your persona, isn't it? If yeah. you think, we you look at all the different personas that are right there, even just in age demographic and generations, mm. if you think how much time we spend on websites and how familiar we are with these mm. pop-ups, my dad will be like, thinks they're just. Someone being nice. Yeah. They yeah. 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 said, oh, do you not want to learn more? Oh, they're they're the worst, aren't they? Yeah. With the, the big green button and the tiny red one, like, would you like to save money? No thanks. Or, of course I do. <laughs> I want to keep spending more money. Yeah, and I think, I think as well, we're, we're all bitter, cynical. Marketers <laughs> yeah. That exactly. Look at this all day. Because we didn't think of it first. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I hate pop ups, I hate marketing, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, but. The normal person on an e-commerce yeah. website, if something popped up halfway scroll through, they're probably going to sign up. They're probably yeah. going to accept that voucher code by giving in their email. So 100%. it makes sense, you know. And we've got e-commerce clients that we would encourage because it's the right person yeah. to, to do that for um, cynical marketers. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone else. They do, yeah, they do. Comes back to the golden rule of testing. Yeah, test. If you think something could work, test it. Find out. Don't just rely on your assumptions. Go yeah. and do a test, and you'll know for sure. Yeah, now, good answer, guys. Okay, then that's it. Time up this week, guys. Thank oh, you wow. very much. Oh, Thanks a lot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I never, oh, I no, no. never seem to do. Uh, <laughs> never seem to finish my beer. Right, I all the <laughs> Okay, thanks, guys. We have to do this broadcast weekly. Um, what else we got? Next week we'll be doing social media ads. Okay. Um, if you get any questions, please put them in the comment boxes. Also, we really appreciate your feedback. Anything you can do to help us improve, please fire that over. Box if it's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a bad one, bring it to me. Uh, don't forget to check out the show notes. We're going to put loads of really cool stuff in there. Information, yeah. you guys are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Yeah,